0: episode 31 of VegaZone. I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. So today we are talking about King Kong versus Godzilla. We are continuing our franchise coverage of these Godzilla films in the MonsterVerse, working our way up until Godzilla versus Kong that's coming out at the end of the month. And so this was my choice this week, and so I chose the 1962 original. And yeah, I'm going to read the IMDb synopsis before I ask Daniel what he thought about this movie because I have I have so many thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. A newspaper and television station funded by a pharmaceutical company want a sensation, which happens to be the the discovery of King Kong on an island. He is captured and brought to Japan, where he escapes from captivity and battles Godzilla. It's directed by Ishiro Honda and the US version is directed by John Beck and I actually watched both of these versions. Okay, good. I did not. You did not. Alright. So I guess I'll ask you, what did you think about the Japanese version of this film?
1: Uh, I only watched the American version.
0: Oh, oh, snap. I (laughs) hope we can lead you wrong (laughs) and lead you Uh, only to the US version.
1: Well, so, okay. So I have the Criterion box set and on disc two, it is Godzilla raids again and... King Kong vs. Godzilla and it is the American version. And so I assumed this is the version that's like out there that that, that is the one that people watch. Um okay. it wasn't until today, until a few hours ago, when I realized on the supplemental disc they actually do have the Japanese version and it's oh. it's not as well preserved, but Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, I've only seen the U.S. cut.
0: Oh, that's a trip! Yeah, because I remember the last episode. I said to the to our listeners, it's on YouTube and it's available. So that's the version <laughs> I watched first was the U.S. version. But then I went on Wikipedia and I was like, oh snap! Like there's the Japanese version, and it's also on YouTube. So I went right back and yeah, just watched I, I it. Yeah, I found that out
1: too, which um, is nuts.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, what did you think about the U.S. version? That's crazy.
1: So, okay, so a little a little more backstory. I saw that the U.S. version was on YouTube. And I started watching it, and it looked kind of compressed. It was like kind of squeezed. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, "Fuck this!" Like, I I own the DVD. Or, I gotta find it. So like, I tore apart. So I'm still like kind of in the process of moving. I lived here four months. I still have boxes. Yeah, I yeah. tore apart my whole garage looking for this box set. Um, <laughs> I did find it though, and uh, yeah, the U.S. version of Godzilla or King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, <laughs> like. My my first thoughts were it was kind of boring. Um, yeah. The human story isn't at all compelling. It doesn't pull you in. It's played more as a comedy. And then we get the King Kong versus Godzilla action, which is the classic people in silly costumes fighting each other action. And yeah, it's ridiculous. delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part of the movie. Yeah. Um, but the U.S. version, which I believe this isn't in the Japanese version because it would be very weird if it was. The U.S. version has this weird sort of news program thing going on where a man, uh, a character, Dr. Johnson and Eric Carter, uh, Eric yeah. Carter is the news broadcaster. He speaks to the camera and says, gives us updates on what's going on with King Kong and what's going on with these berries that get you high <laughs> and stuff like that. These Soma
0: berries, yet
1: It totally, yeah. it doesn't advance the plot at all. It's just, it interrupts what is already not a very compelling story. And maybe if it wasn't interrupting it, it, it could become compelling. But uh yeah, it just drags drags the whole thing down. And... Yeah, and the dude is <laughs>
0: such a square. Like it's yeah. uh, it just bums me out. Like I was watching this, I was like, Oh, they're gonna keep cutting back to this guy, just like very dryly explaining everything to us. It, like, it's Godzilla different... is here on the map and here's these berries, like, oh, it's just so
1: yeah. bad. And it's such a different vibe because the Japanese movie the the portion of the movie that was from the original cut is going for something comedic it has um this actor ichiro uh, arishima who is known as like the japanese charlie chaplin mm-hmm. and so it's it's going for laughs it's trying to be this like funny family film and but we start the movie with this weird news program first actually we start the movie with a hamlet quote which is very, very the, odd as, way to set the, the tone. As the world
0: turns. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then we cut to a news program, and it's just like the most boring way to start this movie that is ultimately trying to be a comedy. So, well, I, what, what, what did you think of King Kong versus Godzilla?
0: Yeah, overall, you touched on a lot of the main thoughts that I had, but yeah, the biggest thing is, yeah, I've watched the American version, I was kind of taken aback just by how over-the-top and outdated and how racist it is. And how, oh, yeah. Yeah, and just, like, how... Yeah, just this. I, I also mentioned this is a part of the um, Showa era, even though mm-hmm. it's very different from the the original Gojira that came out in 54, and I think, I don't know, just the American version is just so over-the-top, and I think it, it says a lot about American audiences and just... American sensibilities in the early 60s with film with just this campiness and just this like really cheap production value. And yeah, this is supposed to be this grand fight and yeah, it's just entirely over the top. It's about publicity and just yeah, the themes are all over the place. And yeah, yeah, it's just a mess of a movie. I was just laughing like yeah, the fights are my favorite part when he gets airlifted in on the balloons. I, yeah. I like gonna have that as my screensaver in the studio now because it's just my favorite thing. Godzilla looking up and there's just King Kong, just with the yellow balloons. It's just like it's like yeah, he's Donkey Kong. It's just ridiculous shit. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's just this movie is just it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, the American version is just. Yeah, it's just so offensive, and it just felt so dated. And then, yeah, I'm happy I watched the Japanese version because I feel like it's a, a far superior cut. It focuses on the characters a lot more, and we get a lot more subtle, nuanced moments with these people as opposed to, I don't know. In the American version, they pl- the, the dub for Mr. Taco is ridiculous, and mm. it's a lot more showy, and it's a lot more, yeah. They have them way goofier, and all the characters are a lot goofier. A lot of the conversations in the Japanese version are... About what's happening But then the American version He's like talking about his corns And how his corns are bothering oh, him yeah. And I was just like That's, like, not, <laughs> that's,
1: that's yeah, weird no. that that's a, a joke That the Americans brought to the table
0: Yeah I don't know just something about Hard working American feet We have to joke about that kind of stuff We're more physical and slapsticky Because yeah there's we get that silly stuff from um, Ichiro Ar- Arishima. We get that's in the Japanese version, but with the dub, I think they just stepped in and just yeah. There's so much gets lost in translation, and the yeah, the, the American version is just like super offensive. <laughs> it's really bad.
1: So yeah, hi- what can you highlight some of the differences between the two cuts?
0: So I guess the biggest part is all the time we spend with the UN and Eric Carter and the Dr. Arnold Johnson, and they're basically doing a very dry explanation of a lot of the scenes that we see. And so, you know, we'll spend some time with the sailors and they're experiencing Godzilla erupting from an iceberg, which I think is one of my favorite Godzilla introductions ever. Oh, yeah. I love that. (laughs) It's just like, it's just so silly when he's just like, wailing.
1: the helicopter guys. So in the English version, I don't know if it's different than the Japanese, but the helicopter guys just go. Godzilla! <laughs> and yeah, then we yeah. get a shot of him, like, wiggling around inside of an iceberg.
0: Yeah, I think there's just, like, a zoom in. I'll, I'll send you this link. There's, like, a 16-minute video that does like a breakdown, but I feel like the person who does the breakdown, he's way nicer to the American version. I'm a lot more brutal on it. But yeah, just, I didn't like the UN stuff. Like They even dub over the sailors, even though like they're speaking English in the Japanese version, yeah. they dub over it again in the, UN, in the US and, version.
1: Which was really confusing, because I was like, Are, do the these people So there's sp- it's supposed to be a US submarine. Do these people just have like British accents and so they yeah. they need to dub <laughs> it? Like what's going on?
0: Yeah, it's weird. And then there's like all these like random shots of uh I think it's supposed to be the UN or like it's footage from this movie called The Mysterious, and it's just like the space footage that looks really cheap and yeah. outdated. And so, so yeah, I feel like the US version has just a lot of strange things that didn't really belong to me. And then also the music isn't the traditional godzilla score is music from other universal films mm. so music from like the creature of the black lagoon and yeah just the vibe is totally different um, yeah
1: yeah every time it cuts to that space footage so so the idea is that they're moving to a different news broadcaster via satellite but yeah. it kind of gives off the vibe. It feels like an establishing shot and that the location is space. And so yeah. they're like, we're going to this news broadcaster or uh, this newsman in Chile and we just yeah. got to a shot of space.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, And it's just like you can sort of see the strings of just the ship going into this big space station. And then, yeah, also when we're in Japan, like there's establishing shots of like a sunny day in Tokyo and then we'll cut to like a dinner at night. <laughs> and then yeah, like, it's just like some weird just things that are just like not right. But yeah, it, it's super ridiculous. Like I like both times watching this, I laugh my ass off, especially when he's doing the, the string trick in the beginning, like early oh, yeah. on in the movie. Yeah, I feel like that scene is still both comedic in both versions. And so there is a, I don't know, a, like a parallel yeah, like a, a tone that is both equal in both words. Yeah, they're both silly and campy. But the American version sort of turns the dial up a little bit more. And it's like, you don't need to add... Like, there's this straight-up, like, just racist shit when they're, like, watching the King Kong arrive. And the guy goes, he's uh, stupid primitive savages. Oh, no, he's oh just yeah. he, he calls them ignorant, pr- ignorant primitive savages. And that isn't in the Japanese version. And so, but, yeah, it's just like yeah, it seems it's just unnecessary.
1: But so there's... I'm not sure, unless it's a different scene, but he calls them that saying, oh, they think this lightning is a monster or something like that. And then he's immediately proven wrong. So, so to me, it's like, it is this mean spirited, like thing that he's saying against the savages, (laughs) the natives. Um, But like the idea is that like, oh, he's a bumbling idiot. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. And that these, the, the natives are actually the correct ones.
0: And you're absolutely on point with that because in the Japanese version, we do get a little bit more time with them and yeah, they sort of have fun that they're going on this trip to this Island. So they put on the Hawaiian shirts and they're having like this party yeah. to like celebrate the going out. And...
1: Yeah. It is interesting <laughs> in the American version. It feels like they just show up, like I don't, they just yeah. show up with Hawaiian shirts and it's yeah, they're, like, they're just there. all right, I guess that's just uh, the costuming.
0: Yeah. It, I kind of talked about the costuming. Cause I, I, feel as if they just took a lot of Japanese or Asian American actors and extras and just put them in blackface and Afros and just Absolutely. have them play as natives. And it is just the oddest thing. Cause I feel like they spent so much time on the Island. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. this is just taking up so much of this fucking movie.
1: I mean, we do get that nice battle between uh, King Kong and the octopus though.
0: Yeah, I do like that fight. That fight is really fun. And yeah, it's super silly to see, like, this older version of CGI where it's, like, this weird blue effect. I don't know. Uh, did you notice that? Yeah, when... it's just,
1: like, a chroma key thing. Like, yeah. they just had a actual live octopus around some miniatures and then uh, yeah. edited it so that uh, actual people were running around behind it and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's great because it has like, it's blinking and just like moving around as being an octopus, but then there's just like all these extras at the bottom, just like just throwing spears and shit. And it's like, this is just so insane.
1: It still looks really good, I yeah. Think.
0: Um Yeah, I think, yeah, actually, I think the Japanese version looked better than the American version that I watched. I think it was a little, uh, I think it's just that YouTube uh,
1: compression or something. Yeah, that compression. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really want to check out the Japanese version now that I know it's actually on the disc. <laughs> like I didn't know I had it.
0: That's just a shrimp, Yeah, that they like kind of hit it in the back.
1: I I did I did start it up like right before we started recording, and okay. it is doing that thing where it's like fluctuating between different qualities of footage. Like it hadn't been preserved very well. Okay. Um, which kind of goes along with I heard a story about this movie. That the director wanted to edit a one hour version for children's TV programming. Huh, and he really? actually made cuts from the 35mm negative. He didn't Whoa. make the cuts <laughs> from a copy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, it was that's... just like this fuck it attitude towards his own movie.
0: Yeah, that's a little insane. That's Ishiro Honda that did that? I believe so. Huh. That's trippy.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. Like, People, feel free to look it up if you're listening to this. But uh...
0: Yeah, the Wikipedia <laughs> on this page is, is pretty dense. There's a lot of stuff about this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of reading about it. Just because it is it is this meeting between... It's RKO that owns King Kong, right? Yeah. And then uh, Toho that owns Godzilla. And, I mean, it's a crossover event. <laughs> like There's always going to be yeah. a ton of writing and uh, politics around crossover events.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, what did you think about the fight?
1: Uh, it's great. <laughs> um, uh, King Kong loves throwing rocks um Godzilla's always doing his his sort of weird flapping his arms movement, which I really yeah. enjoy and slapping his tail around doing all sorts of thumping on Godzilla. It feels like there's a there's a moment where uh or on King Kong, there's a moment where King Kong's on the ground, and Godzilla is has has his back to King Kong and is flapping his arms and thumping him with his tail and kicking yeah. rocks on him and it feels like it kind of feels like teabagging back from the the halo days <laughs> yeah i was like he's
0: kind of arrogant he's kicking yeah. him while he's down he's kicking not trying rocks to kill him, him. <laughs> he's just i don't know <laughs> he's
1: just having fun
0: just trolling him yeah i thought it was pretty curious because yeah the first fight is they're yeah, it's very much Godzilla on the high ground, King Kong on the low ground, yeah. and there's like looking. They're like, "Who do you think is going to win?" And they're like taking bets, and they have a coin yeah, toss, it's super, yeah. yeah, super brief.
1: Which is like a great little comedic moment, the coin toss, and
0: <laughs> yeah, that's more. I feel like there's more of that in the Japanese version too, where he's like they introduced that motive a little bit earlier. But yeah, I thought that the first fight is just I couldn't stop laughing because yeah, I feel like there's a lot of arm flapping and like yeah, it's a lot of King flexing. Kong on the bottom. Yeah, like a lot of flexing, and then he gets lit on fire, and then he just like slowly just turns around and walks away, and then, yeah, it just like it just sort of just fades away, and yeah, I just thought that was just, just like one of the greatest things I've, I've ever seen because yeah, he's just smoldering King Kong suit, and he just like turns around and just walks away, and that's <laughs> the end of the scene. And
1: well, there's some, like... there's some weird. So there's, I feel like some pretty weird iconic moments that have been like memes and gifs at this point. Um yeah. We get the Godzilla kick. It's a very brief, less than a second shot where Godzilla uh, is propped up on his own tail and then kicks King Kong, and it feels like it's stop motion or something. Um, We also get King Kong grabbing a tree and shoving it down Godzilla's throat. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And then... Yeah, that's just brutal. And there's another moment which I hadn't seen before, uh, and it feels so strange where king kong just starts rolling around and then he rolls into a rock and knocks himself out
0: yeah yeah they're just he gets really aggressive and he's (laughs) he gets really energized and he like it's like a matador scene right (laughs) godzilla just like lets him go by he just runs into a rock
1: (laughs) okay is that what it was because that wasn't clear to me that godzilla was doing a dodge it just felt like king kong just like rolled into a rock spontaneously
0: Yeah, I think it's more of of the latter. Where yeah, King Kong is just yeah, just the the dumb, silly American. He's just gonna just bumble around and just not know what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. And yeah, like I love just the animation of Kong's face in this movie. And so like when he's back on the island, he's like drinking the soma juice, and his like, yeah. yeah, like his eyebrows and mouth are like wiggling really strange as he's just like getting drunk and fighting. But then later on we go. we learn to find out that he's powered. he gets strength from electricity which i think is very strange yeah. and so he's addition. like yeah he's chewing on the electrical wires and his like teeth or his like lips are like wiggling over i just thought that was just so funny
1: and then yeah and then the tide turns during the fight because uh a lightning storm happens and like, and then we have the guys in the plane being like Oh, a lightning! This will be King Kong's chance. And it's yeah. like okay, yeah, we gotta reiterate that uh, we're changing the rules on powers now.
0: Yeah, I felt like that was kind of, I don't know, super cheap or a little bit to be like, okay, like he's clearly the underdog, and there needs to yeah. be some something that can give him a leg up because and...
1: he can't compete with atomic breath. So. Yeah, we gotta do something. seen in the
0: first in the, in the first fight, when he gets lit on fire, and then he just he's just like, oh, "All right, I'm just gonna walk away from this and, and reevaluate my thoughts yeah. a little bit."
1: And then I feel like this movie ends, at least the American cut ends, very anticlimactically, where the two are just fighting on different sides of a building. They destroy the building, and then they roll off a cliff into the sea, and it's very obviously like two action figures like rolling off a cliff and then it's announced that an earthquake is occurring and then uh,
0: brawling underwater
1: do do, you do you in the japanese version do you see them brawling underwater
0: no No. (laughs) okay i think it's just implied i think actually only in the u.s cut we just get shots of um actual earthquake footage from yeah um the I almost said the Lumineers which is not the name of that movie <laughs> it's called the Mysterians yeah so yeah we see shots of yeah houses falling and so i think that helps emphasize the collateral damage of this a little bit more in this but, on that cut
1: but the two the two characters disappear into the water and then we just end up with someone being like oh king kong is swimming away i guess godzilla <laughs> lost yeah good luck king kong <laughs> we wish you well yeah. that's that's it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do I do not like that guy so much. So yeah, he just—he's like literally watching it on. I think he's just watching on TV, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, King Kong wins." I guess that's <laughs> it. And yeah, I think they're trying to have their cake and eat it too a little bit by having King Kong win and Godzilla do the mysterious disappearance thing, and yeah, still not—they want to leave it open, get killed and taken out, and physically get beat up on land. So they tumble into the water, and then it's a, like a mysterious thing where he walks away and so yeah i don't know yeah the 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 ending of it is a little odd
1: so i'm curious how okay so at the end of this month godzilla versus king kong coming out what do we expect to see from godzilla versus king kong that will be taken from this movie so
0: what uh well i guess my first thoughts instinctively go to i hope the so basically with kong there's been the attachment of this other smaller like uh, girl character and, and so i i just hope that if there is this oh. plot of going to get kong from his island that they just do the natives justice and they just don't do they just don't do the natives dirty and have them gyrating on screen and just you know ooing at <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously it's, it's super over the top of the 60 shit where they're ooing at like this tape recorder and be like oh this is the gift of music and you know they're freaking out over yeah. it so giving
1: them cigarettes and shit
0: yeah, yes. Yeah, Which was scarce. like I thought that was,
1: <laughs> I thought that was a decent comedic moment, giving the child a cigarette.
0: Yeah, and they like think about it too for a moment. They're like, "Is this yeah. okay to we do?" We forgot and, candy. Yeah, it was, it was super weird. Yeah, I was just like, all of this is dicey. I was just like, as soon as we <laughs> yeah. arrive on the oh, island, oh no. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah. I was, admittedly, I was just like, oh, okay. So it's gonna be one of these type of screenings where it's just. It's more educational instead of me just being <laughs> super offended. So I'm just like, okay, this is just insane. <laughs> um, I forget what I was saying. Uh, but, yeah, for the uh, for this new one, for this new fight, yeah, I hope they just they avoid doing any stereotypical native shit. They just keep it all hopefully in you know Japan or wherever things are taking place. And yeah, hope the fight's good and hope it's not bloated. I hope it's not filled with you know superfluous creatures and titans and stuff, but. Mm.
1: See, see i'm i'm thinking they're not going to so i i, I believe the director said the fight will have a def, definitive winner okay. but i have a feeling so so my initial thought was that they were going to have like Kinkadora or someone like that show up and the two characters would have to unite against this bigger threat um, i'm yeah. still thinking that might happen but i'm not sure considering the director's most recent comments I what what could happen is so just because just from the titling of these movies we have Godzilla, Kong and not King Kong Kong yeah, Godzilla versus then Kong then Godzilla King of the Monsters they're announcing that Godzilla is the king, so maybe Kong defeats Godzilla to become King Kong, and Godzuki mm-hmm. shows up to uh, get revenge upon King Kong. That's my I'll... potential. <laughs>
0: I like that. So, Prediction. so Kong does a, a Wanda vision, and he becomes King Kong yeah. by the end of it.
1: King Kong throughout the world, not just <laughs> not just King Kong on Skull Island, but worldwide.
0: I like this idea. Yeah, I just don't want Godzilla to lose. I don't I just, want Godzilla to lose either. <laughs> we, just, we no one wants this to happen. I, this is the challenge of having a movie like this, and and so yeah, I was really curious about this older version because I feel like they spend a lot of time on having Godzilla just being dominant and being winning and like literally kicking Kong when he's down. And then the the thunderclouds come in and this strikes him back to life. And I was like, this is just great. You guys are just doing this over the top thing, which is
1: fantastic. I, I think I read that they gave Godzilla kind of a frown too. And like, like it was definitely something. Yeah. They made a point to make Godzilla be more of the bad guy in this movie.
0: Yeah. And they like set a trap for him and there's the whole sequence of trying to lure him into this large punji pit, basically. Yeah. That my main thing I wanted to talk about was just yeah the, the island sequence is just so fucking offensive and yeah. just so ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I had seen this once before. I don't know if I finished it, but I remember getting to the island okay. sequence and being like, "How have I not heard about this before?" Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, because I, f- I haven't seen a lot of Showa era Godzilla films. Uh, yeah, I've seen yeah, the first one and then now this, and so I'm really curious about. This weird time period of, yeah, like, late 50s, early 60s, like, before things got a little bit more over the top, but higher production value in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So, yeah, as I was watching this, I was like, yeah, like, the UN uh, flag is, like, t- like pinned on there with, like, thumbtacks. Like, it just yeah, looks so cheap. you can still cheap. see the folds in it and stuff. Yeah, like, it looks so cheap. And I was like, okay, like, this is just a, a very cheap production of this. Yeah, and I, yeah so... That, that was the main thing. I was really surprised by that because I feel like there's a lot of nuance and I don't know, detail and stuff in the first one. But yeah, this this feels like just a strange slice of an era that... Yeah, it just felt like an alien type of movie. I was just like, what the hell am
1: I watching? Yeah, and, people were okay with it. Yeah, I definitely have a hard time watching these sometimes. and Because it's like, how do people... I, 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 I have a hard, I just have a hard time watching it. I have a hard time yeah. getting engaged because did people back then? I can't. I can imagine sitting in a the theater and committing my full attention to one of these.
0: Yeah, and this interesting because they say this is like one of the most attended ones, like attended yeah. films of all time. It's like
1: one of the top. It's within the top twenty, maybe top fifteen, uh, Japanese att- attendance movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think yeah, it's basically says it yeah it's just from a a strange fucking era and just uh yeah it's just really odd and yeah it's it was was a a really trippy watch have you been watching this week uh
1: this week i finished legion the sort of x-men tv show um it's weird it's weird I, i i put off the last few episodes of this show for a really long time Uh, Just because this show, it's not an easy watch. It's not something you binge. Uh, It's very stylish in a way that I feel like might get in the way of being able to really engage with it and get consumed by it. Um, But yeah, I finally finished it the last like five or six episodes. And after watching WandaVision just last week, I came away being like, fuck WandaVision. (laughs) Like, yeah, WandaVision was fine. Totally fine. Entertaining television. But it is interesting to me that it feels like every superhero show, whether it's the Netflix shows or the the Arrowverse on CW and all that, uh, has an audience behind it. But Legion is the one that didn't take off. And this is probably the best one. It is from Hmm. Noah Hawley, who did did the... um, He does the Fargo TV series. Yeah. Um, He does something else pretty sure that's really good but oh he's doing an alien series coming soon okay um but it's really playful with its style like i said it 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 cuts between different aspect ratios and stuff depending on the Mm -hmm. setting um it plays it uses still photography to tell its stories sometimes
0: Um, that's sweet yeah i remember seeing the ads for it while watching atlanta and so is there only just the one season? How, there's three it's, seasons. Oh, there's three seasons. Um, yeah, so I remember seeing advert. and I was like, oh, this show is still out there, and it looks it, it looks really trippy. Yeah, I think FX maybe... FX has good advertising.
1: I think maybe it just didn't come across to people that this was a superhero show, because it doesn't feel like a superhero show. Like, it, it's, hmm. it's about a man who is in a mental health uh, institution and yeah. slowly discovering that the reason he's there is actually a power. <laughs> and... I think the first season, I think the first season is entirely within that institution, okay. and yeah, the show, yeah, having finished all three, it ends very well. Um, it's probably one of the better endings to a TV show I've seen. I think there is a certain magic to shows only lasting three seasons. It's like a three-part story, three act story. Um, I, it, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it pulls it off well. Like The Leftovers was only three seasons. Leftovers, phenomenal TV. <laughs> oh yes. Um, oh yes. But yeah, Legion, if you're listening and you haven't checked out Legion and you're interested in comic book movies, comic book television, and you want to know, you're frustrated because you hope it could be more than what it currently is, go check out Legion, because it's really playful, it's really interesting, it takes place in the past, the present, and the future. Um, Oh shit. It's great. (laughs) Sounds awesome. Um, Also, I've been... This last week, I got really consumed with the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is uh, part of PlayStation Plus this month. Okay. Um, I only played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII back in the day. Um, Uh And so playing it now, it looks fucking fantastic. And I kind (laughs) of wish I'd played it back, like, the whole thing back in the day so I could really have that nostalgic rush. I feel like I'm kind of missing out on something there, but it's really fucking good. The combat is excellent it kind of it it's a little slow at times because they took what was the first three hours of the original game and expanded it out to like a like a 40 hour experience so it'll yeah. be a little slow moving but uh, it's just it's really fucking fun to play it the the way the combat works it's sort of like it's a hack and slash where yeah, I love it yeah oh you played it
0: yeah I haven't beaten it, um, but yeah, I bought it last year during quarantine, and I, I literally cried when I first saw the opening cinematic, <laughs> because I I love the original. I still have the disc, and yeah, I remember it took me a, a long time to beat Final Fantasy VII, yeah. and I was really close to that game, and by the time I finished it, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I was like three or four years older, but yeah, this remake was, was great. It's super sleek, and yeah, it's what it does, it, I think it does well. Um I wasn't too crazy about kingdom hearts three. I feel like it has some characteristics from that in it, okay. but this is still a very fun game, but yeah, go on. I think, yeah, it's, it's great.
1: Um, yeah, the, the, the combat almost reminds me of assassin's creed odyssey. Have you played that?
0: No, I watched my roommate play it and I was like, yeah, this looks kind of cool. Cause it's, this. it's
1: this rhythm of like, you have, you hack and slash and with like your basic attack, your strong attack, Maybe you're dodging, maybe you're blocking. Normal I'm action. Play this tonight. You're, you're yeah. making me want to play this right now. <laughs> Normal action game shit. And while you're doing that, you're charging up a meter, uh, a, me- a meter that's broken into segments. And in Assassin's Creed, uh, you deplete those segments by using special attacks uh, abilities. And so that is like that is how the game operates. You're just fighting until you have enough power to use a special ability. You use a special ability. They have cooldowns, and you're just like. Keep an eye on your cooldowns final fantasy 7 same thing you're fighting you're you're powering up this meter and but it's it adds this complexity where okay when it's time to use a special ability you can use an ability you can use a spell which uses uh your mp your your mana points or magic mm-hmm. points or whatever uh, or you can use an item and there's the added complexity of enemies might have certain resistances or certain weaknesses weaknesses to your spells And there's the added complexity of you have multiple characters that you're juggling at the same time. So you're switching between characters rapidly. It kind of feels like, like doom, (laughs) like the recent like doom eternal games, like you're running around, you're shooting, you're blasting, you're keeping an eye on your, uh, your, the, your, your special abilities to refresh and stuff. And it becomes kind of overwhelming. You know, it's, it's, I don't know it, it's really cool the way like game designers are like, we're gonna g- give you a ton of fucking shit to juggle, <laughs> so you yeah. have to constantly be thinking and you have to constantly be engaged. you can't like zone out when you're yeah, it, in it was really
0: rough at first because admittedly I wanted a traditional like just uh, i think it's t- yeah just turn base, turn base. i just yeah. want a traditional turn base but Hell their no. dance <laughs> their dance is is so fluid once it clicks because i was just like having trouble but i was like okay just yeah it's like a little bit of a rotation yeah it's like a dance yeah. once you figure out it's like as soon as you go... <laughs> use an
1: ability you know that attack animation is gonna last a few seconds switch over mm-hmm. to a different character and start like charging up their meter or whatever and you're just like yeah. swapping and swapping and swapping and like it's like this interesting like juggling it's juggling while you're balancing on a on a ball, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're your spinning it, man, because Yeah, <laughs> I got,
0: at, like, past the first big boss, and so I got, like, over the first big hurdle, so now it's, like, fun stuff for the rest of the game, I think. And so, yeah, I'm going to hop back into that, now that you mentioned it. Uh,
1: how far did you get? You know what chapter?
0: I don't know what the chapter number is, but I could tell you uh, in the narrative how far I got into it.
1: What, it, what, it, where, how... What's the location,
0: maybe? Uh, it's a part of Midgar, but yeah, it's it's literally right after uh, Aerith shows up.
1: Okay. I got to the church. Okay, yeah. So it's oh. like a little think bit after. I it's probably the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little bit after that. Yeah. Uh, what have Sweet. you been watching lately?
0: All right. So I watched episode three and four of Paranoia Agent. Okay. And it was, kind of blew my mind a little bit because it, the show is approaching more heady territory mm-hmm. and playing with just how they're delivering information and yeah episode three is, is very odd with is what's called double lips and yeah it just features the character who's having this crisis with uh she i think she's dealing with schizophrenia where she has like this other personality that's like yeah, trying to take over her life and so yeah like that was really strange and then the fourth one is like this guy dealing with like this mob and then yeah he's like has this comic book fantasy that's happening while he's dealing with getting like this debt collecting thing going on. And so, yeah, it's just really odd. And I was, just, yeah, getting really into it. And yeah. Those three, those two episodes really kind of blew my mind a little bit. So yeah, I think episode three more so because yeah, just, I like the way that everything is playing out. Yeah.
1: Uh, you're making me want to pick it up again. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. Satoshi Khan. He was a great director and he died too early. I think he was only like oh, in his forties or something like that. Oh, damn. Um, would have been cool to see more from him. So I remember, yeah, I remember the day my buddy and I found out that he had passed. Uh, we just like sat in our, our kitchen. We didn't have a, we didn't have a living room. <laughs> um, we sat in our mm-hmm. kitchen with the TV and we just like got beers and like watched, I think, Paranoia shit like nice. to remember Satoshi Khan.
0: Hell yeah. So, good shit. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then also I've uh, watched another famous rivalry <laughs> that has been famed and long going, uh, Tom and Jerry. I watched <laughs> that movie <laughs> with my mom and yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous for a few reasons. First thing I'm going to mention, I think a lot of these new comedies, like these, I watched like coming to America last week too. And I feel like the movie is good, but it's, too bright like it's just too brightly lit i don't know if you've ever felt this way about watching like netflix movies or amazon movies but i feel like just the lighting of this digital era is just, just so bright and candy coated a little bit too sometimes and for coming to america there's a lot of fantastic costumes and wardrobes and places they shot it in, in rick ross's house and so you know it looks like a massive african palace but yeah it just it looks a little too glossy at times and i felt that way with tom and jerry is just like super bright and it's this mixture of cgi cgi and live action and so yeah the like the actors you know they're doing their thing they're working with you know nothing but then you know there's like all these animated animals what going around in frame and it's just a really bizarre movie to watch it's like yeah chloe grace moretz and Yeah, it's like Colin Joe. It's just like a a good cast of people, but yeah, it's like they're not working with much. (laughs) It's like Tom and Jerry are doing their thing; they're doing classic gags. But yeah, it's just a weird package.
1: Um, so talking about the cinematography thing, just knowing how like tech companies operate and streaming services operate, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking at the data to see okay, what is, what is the visual style of the movies that perform well versus the movies that don't? What is And they could even uh, narrow it down to be like, okay, what is the visual style of comedies that perform well versus comedies that don't? Or family movies that perform well versus families that don't? Um, what sort of imagery is m- more striking that results in clicks? So if we present Tom and Jerry and, I don't know, eight other comedies in a in a row alongside each other, which one is going to attract the user's eye. Um, and maybe they are, uh, developing their visual styles around the, that data that they're collecting. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, I can see that. So, so what? Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the danger of streaming services, making content is that they are going to streamline to figure out what is most satisfactory like like studios have the the information they have available is like reviews user reviews and stuff uh box office and that stuff takes a while to roll in streaming services they have it a fucking immediately and they can perform all sorts of experiments to see what works and what doesn't work testing different pieces of content against each other and so they're collecting way more signals way faster and so we're gonna see a lot of content um this is what thrillers should look like this is how thrillers should be marketed this is what horror movies look like this is how they should be marketed you know we thought it was this way because that's what the past told us about getting butts in theaters but we just want people to click we're not so concerned about getting butts in theaters anymore we want an immediate response Uh, as soon as you look at it you got to be clicking it so yeah Yeah,
0: i feel that (laughs) things are going to change well basically what i was just saying was yeah, I think this was in production a little bit before the streaming era took off. So I was just saying in defense of Tom and Jerry, I think it was catching the wave of like those Looney Tune and Alvin and the Chipmunks movies that were out a little bit, and was okay. just trying to catch that that nostalgia wave. And yeah, also one thing I want to note: uh, it's the director of this movie is the director of uh, Ride Along and Barbershop. and so there's just like. This movie felt hella black. Like there's like, like the oh, yeah? soundtrack is like rap music and like yeah, just like there's that feeling I was watching this and I was just like, hmm, I was just I wonder what the internet is gonna think about this and then people are just like not fucking with it and they're like, it's This amazing. movie the music doesn't match the tone of this at all and it's just like I don't know about that. Like I think the music like, you know, it's hip hop music, it's upbeat and it's a it's like a kids movie and I think it's totally appropriate. But people are like going as far as like I had to turn this off because this is not appropriate and I'm like you guys need to relax like so i don't know just
1: going back just, going back to the data thing <laughs> now i'm wondering if they so uh, hbo is too new of a streaming service but i wonder if there's any
0: data point where they're like
1: oh uh tom and jerry's really popular with black people in america maybe <laughs> like, yeah like seriously it, yeah
0: we're like into cartoons and you know tv and shit so get attached to these these yeah. properties and but so are there 100 percent?
1: Are there many black actors in the movie?
0: Uh, kinda. Because like I don't recall
1: seeing like black faces in the marketing.
0: I mean, like like there's the doorman character, the like, Chloe's love interest okay. is like, um, and yeah, and then like yeah, I think they're just going for a general diversity thing. Like Ken Jong yeah. is the the chef. Colin Jost, his wife is uh Indian actress, and so the, the whole thing is a big Indian wedding that's happening mm. at at this hotel and so i think i think they're they're going for like the the widespread diversity thing but the soundtrack is all like hip-hop music and so there's a point where tom is singing he's playing piano and his voice is none other than t-pain and so that's that's the moment i knew this classic (laughs) and i was just like as long as you have t-pain involved i'm all good (laughs) so yeah so I, i watched that this week and i just thought it was worth noting just for a couple of various reasons all right yeah that is so th- yeah i think that wraps it up uh, it's gonna be your choice next
1: oh f- well actually no this was your choice so next week is uh oh that's right that's right godzilla king of the monsters
0: all right getting closer getting closer to the end of and, this monster verse
1: yeah and we should have a guest oh actually no we won't i thought we would but we're having a guest for i have a guest for when we do godzilla versus kong
0: sweet okay Awesome. Looking forward to it. So, yeah, next movie is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So, yeah, this has been episode 31 of Vague Zone. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us vaguezonepod at gmail.com, tweet at us at vaguezone on Twitter. Uh, I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. It's been episode 31. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Have a good day. Have you a later. good day. What the fuck? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whenever you're listening to this, have a good
0: time. Yes, whatever it's means. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling toss
1: salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got your pegs. Ha!
0: But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? back.